books, uh, historically, the purpose of all holy books has been to establish empires, kingdoms, caliphate, etc. Using religion to control the populace is well-tested formula of imperialists as well as dictators. dictators. All major imperialism had holy cover. Quran has been totally misused when coming to expansionism because it says very clearly that Allah does not like aggressors. So that means that you cannot go and attack other nations. At the same time, you cannot force people to change their religion. But if we look in the history of the time of Muhammad and later his associates called caliphates, we see that almost more than 93 attacks were made to the, the neighbors, towns and other tribes living in Arab Peninsula. The tribal leaders around Muhammad wisely used him to attack anyone they chose to establish their power. As I said earlier, uh, no one loved Muhammad but loved the ayahs he supposedly got from Allah, which allowed them to create attacking warriors because they force every able-bodied person to come and fight for them, which is definitely not what Quran says. This way they went on to conquer the areas they sought. Their tactic was brutal and they left no one alive unless they surrendered. There is a hadith in Sahih Bukhari where one of the attacking group said to Muhammad that when we attack in the middle of the night, the kids and women come under our horses' feet. Allegedly, Muhammad said they are from them. The tribal leaders loved that and used every inhuman tactic possible like beheading, drowning, burning alive, breaking the toes and nails to inflict the severe pain. And what were they doing against Muslims? Nothing. None of them ever attacked Muslims or Mecca or Medina, their power center. While in most attacks, the Muslims were either attacking in the middle of the night or besieging them to disallow any food or water. If we read the Qur'an Ayah uh, 2.256, it says, let there be no compulsion in religion. And if we read the Ayah 2.190, it says, fight in the way of Allah against those who fight against you, but begin not hostilities. Allah loved not, not aggressors, means anybody 
who do aggression allah does not love it but if you look into the early times the first 10 years of the uh, prophet in madina you will see that 93 attacks were made and except maybe four or five all were uncalled for there was no fight they just used to go there tell them this is what we want you to accept accept us as the ruler and then you can live in peace if not then you can either leave the place or we're going to kill you and take all your properties and women and kids it happened many times when they looted everything but uh, mostly the tribes after short skirmishes or little bit fighting they surrendered and they or they converted to islam that is totally against what quran says let there be no compulsion in religion we do know when you are at war the people who are you are fighting with are not converting by preaching or by convincing them mentally but you force them physically to accept you and convert to your religion then we see uh, surah al imran uh, 169 to 170 which uh, where uh, allah says and never think of those who have been killed in the cause of allah as dead rather than they are alive with their lord or in surah tauba 911 indeed allah has purchased from the believers their lives and their properties for that they will have paradise so they kill or god killed it is a true promise binding upon him in torah and gospel so what allah is saying that he had the same injunction given to people in torah as well as bible if you read torah and bible uh, you will not find uh, any uh, such thing which says that if you attack anybody or get killed you are a martyr or you are a shaheed uh, this uh, logic has been created by muslims uh, during the time of muhammad so that when some poor guy is killed they call him shaheed and then they say because he's alive so we don't need to give him any ritual or any kafan or any bath and that way they get free warriors for them to be used in the expansion or establishing their power and every aggression they started against uh, any nation uh, they called it jihad and got an order uh, from muhammad that anybody who does not come for jihad when caliph or powerful people call then their houses will be burned or they will be expelled in uh, other holy books there is no such injunction and the quran also does not say that you can take everyone by force put it in your army and then uh, use them for expansion 
as I said earlier, the Quran says that Allah does not like aggressors. But if you read Arab history, either it is time of Muhammad or four caliphs or later uh, Umayyads and Abbasids, and you will see that the caliph was forcing everyone to attack the, his enemies or for expansion in the name of what they call it jihad in the name of Allah so when Allah says he does not like aggressor so we don't know how do you classify those people who use religion for expansion for more than 1500 years now after uh, Abbasids when the uh, Ottoman came they used the same idea of jihad using everybody, mainly poor people, to establish their empire, then the Safavids, then the uh, other empires, including the Mughal Empire in uh, India, was also established with the same theory. But with all that jihad and all this uh, shaheed uh, drama, uh, what did we see the end game? Uh, during the time of Muhammad, the Arab tribal leaders were able to expel everybody from Arab Peninsula and established their control over about a million square miles. Then, after when Muhammad died and Abu Bakr became came in power, they added they added another half a million square mile. During the time of uh, Omar, they were about. 2.5 million square mile added to Arab Empire and then uh, later uh, the time of Umayyads the empire expanded to almost uh, 6 million square mile but that empire had so much infighting and so many killings inside the empire among the Arabs among the Muslims that it seems very illogical that the God, the God who created this world will allow all these killings and then all these killings only ended up in creating an empire about 6 million square miles. After that, then we saw Mongols. They overpowered the world in a very short time and their empire was almost twice as much. So really if if Allah could only create a six million square mile empire and the Mongols who also had some kind of secular religion and the Mong the the Chinggis Khan is said to have said that Allah came in my mind in my dream and told me told him that you are the king of the world and so go and conquer it. This is what I'm doing. So another holy idea. And they got an empire as twice as much as the Arab could do in almost uh, 700 years. Then we see Ottomans. They also had a very large empire. And then we see the uh, Mongol empire, which was quite a few million square mile. Then we see Safavid Empire, 
another few hundred million square few million square miles so all these islamic sultanate or caliphate did what established a personal empire where they had the hereditary kings the son of the king will be king the, his son will be king and all that and what was the end game the any empire created through religion did not do anything for the common man until we saw industrial revolution and the establishment of nation states in europe which created which treated everybody equally and the people considered them as a part of the country not as a subject when you give democracy and human right to a nation they become part of it they follow the discipline they follow the rules they pay taxes and the state does great interestingly during the um, the jihad uh, drama the 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 warriors who joined right either from the beginning after during the muhammad and his time and then later other caliphates they had no value in the eyes of state the poor men were not even called by their name they were called abu des abu that means father of this father of that if somebody has no son they will be called bin this bin that while the leaders will always have their full names and if they die whether in the war or not in the war they get everything they get proper ritual and they get proper prayers they get everything established in their name while the poors when they die they are just buried they are not even given kafan because the arabs use that chronic ayah which says don't call the people who die in the name of allah dead they are alive they are with me but this was misused right from the beginning and the poors were nothing but a fodder in the war or imperialism later throughout uh, muslim history where some non arabs were able to establish some uh, governments and empires the same theory was applied anybody died in war just bury him and that's it when any rich person guy then find a replacement and the imperialism or the kingdom goes on even today the same formula is being used in every muslim country where kings dictators and journals rule in pakistan we saw over 100000 common people died in the last 20 years but none got any benefit or support no pension no compensation and no care if a military officer dies he gets all the benefits pension scholarships 
and monthly payment to his family others are just called shaheed quran has been victimized so horrifically from the time of muhammad that today we have no respect for the life of poors and women call them shaheed and go home to starve for poors as an example we can see during hajj in last 70 years over 20000 pakistanis have died in fire stampede heat stroke and diseases but saudis call them shaheed and do nothing the poors are only to suffer under this religious doctrine which is actually not even what quran says i remember a mother shouted for his son who was murdered in cold blood in in army public school these the, the little kids were attacked by jihadis created by saudi money initially and then threw away like tissue paper when the afghan war ended instead of training them and making them fit for civil life or some kind of profession they were just discarded by saudis and western countries who used them for afghan war later the pakistan army also did not disown them and they just keep patronizing them to safeguard their interest in afghanistan as well as in indian kashmir after the 911 some of these jihadis they disengaged from isi pakistan military and waged a jihad against the ghq because they were against the alliance pakistan's had to make with us against war on terror but uh, these jihadis who 90% of them are illiterates and their leaders are corrupt and drug dealers they don't understand international politics so they went against pakistan army and they started attacking their installations probably later indian raw used them with money to teach pakistan army a lesson in the attack on army public school the mother i mentioned above was shouting i did not send my son to become shaheed get me my son but no one could do anything the chicken had come to roost that is why a smart punjabi who called himself masaya a concept called mehdi which is almost in every holy book and is very clearly mentioned in quran that somebody else will also come after you and this is allah telling muhammad and we have seen in islamic history there have been 22 mahdis so the claiming himself as a mahdi was nothing new so during british empire which has a freedom of faith we had one guy his name was mirza ahmed from qadian i think it's a in indian punjab who said jihad is haram today he probably was aware 
that jihad and shaheed drama only hurts poors and kings and dictators in general use the sons and daughters of poors to get worldly benefit now briefly i would say that this guy mirza ahmed was also a mullah but a pretty small mullah i think he wrote over 50 books and he used to preach islam all over the world even he used to compete with the christian preachers who came during british time and he used to have very interesting discussions with them he was given high marks by most of the uh, muslim leaders of that time including sir syed ahmed khan or uh, later iqbal also said something positive about him he probably was the first who realized that uh, in jihad only the sons and daughters of the poor suffer and the poor people lose their kids for the benefit of the corrupts that declaration of mirza ahmed was the most harmful to arabs who used this drama to harass everyone and used them to blackmail and control non arabs in 1980 a plo mullah plo um, terrorist a mullah called uh, barghuti started something new called suicide bombing during the second palestinian revolt called intifada and those mullahs they said that it is okay if you kill civilians by blowing yourself away his way was that he will molest young palestinian boys and make them mentally depressed and suicidal he will then give them the the target and give them some money so they can give it to their parents something around 50000 either dollar or real or whatever the currency the kid will blow himself and kill civilian in israel after when they blow something a uh, lot of people in arab world support those terrorists a palestinian organization in us called the holy land foundation was contributing 10000 to that family and some monthly stipend saddam hussein and some saudis were sending funds all the kids who died in suicide bombing their parents will make double story building and palestinians will admire their sacrifice nobody at that time questioned this stupid act of palestinian terrorists that by killing civilians which is totally against what quran says you are opening a pandora box of internal fighting and we have seen that since then that over 500,000 muslims 
have died an internal suicide bombing. Ironically, all these suicide bombing bombers in Pakistan have been created the same way. Molest, bring shame and depression and use them to blow themselves. The tribal areas of Pakistan with abject poverty is very fertile for this kind of terrorism. And after the APC attack, the the GHQ woke up and took an action and started a campaign to eliminate them. But over 60,000 civilians died, mostly poor, before that action and the government was only negotiating with those terrorists instead of eliminating them because the GSQ supported good terrorists being used against Afghanistan, India and some other areas or to blackmail the civilian governments as and when the interest, their interests were targeted. After the army action, after the uh, horrible killing of innocent kids in army public school, killing, the Pakistan army started their campaign against those terrorists. They exposed many madrasas with images of huris in heaven to lure young kids for poor, from poor families. It is important to know that when such barbarism helps Arabs, they never denounce it. Even no mullah in Pakistan, a certified Arab dog, denounced this kind of crime because they use poor kids every day to molest and use them as slaves. Internationally, in one of the OIC meetings in Kuala Lumpur in 2002, its Prime Minister Mahathir, a good statesman and one of the few Muslims who talk sense, presented a resolution to declare all suicide bombing and killing civilians against Islam. Guess who objected to it? PLO and Arabs. Their opinion was that Israel occupying Arab land is bigger terrorism and the killing of civilians is allowed. What a tragedy against poors. Now you will see the Islamists and modern Islamic preachers like Dr. Naik, Mullah Ghamdi, etc. will make all the claims how good is Islam and compare them with the religion 24-7, I mean other religions. But they fail to understand or hide their listeners that every progressive society has sidelined their holy books and mainly use it for oath-taking only. They don't run their life or country on the instructions of their holy books because those books were written in dark ages, barbaric time when there was no human rights and no respect for life. 
interestingly all uh, arab countries are now making peace with israel and pakistan the only uh, most unlucky country in the world is still on the sideline looking for permission from saudi kings what a tragedy today in civilized society poor kids are not used to blow up to blow up themselves in a stupid claim of jihad jihad is the way of terrorists helping the corrupts in muslim countries as in old times jihad was used by kings caliphs dictators to establish their power their empire and do expansion in today's time they are used with impunity for ugly purposes like harass neighbors silence opponents as we know that benazir bhutto a democratic leader was blown up by a terrorist or the one who had suicide belt or suicide bombing uh, done at that time and those people generally i think the killer was from hakani group was basically created by jhq they might have discarded a portion of that group but training and use of arms and ammunitions ieds suicide belts etc were provided by isi which were later used against pakistan itself and pakistani leaders even uh, musharraf had attack on his life almost 3 4 times the terrorists don't even know how to make coffee let alone ieds so somebody in the government must have done that stupid job and then we see that every islamic party in pakistan supports these terrorists isi looks the other way and only take action against the renegades from the groups they created and supported that is why pakistan is the only country in the world who has over 40 terrorist groups and military who can eliminate them in a very short time will not do it because it helps military harass civilians and democratic forces their main purpose is to maintain defense colonies be above the law and run their commercial enterprises they never allow any institution to establish itself government agencies to run as they should most of the government controlled corporations are forced to appoint active duty or retired military officer in the name of national security it seems pakistan is the most insecure country in the world a civilian government appointing military officers who are basically second class intermediate pass low iq people with no business or political experience heading the important civilian departments is a national tragedy the jhq and military does not trust any pakistani 
accept their own they don't trust hindis baluchis or even pathans and as far as the new uh, ethnic group mahajir is concerned i'm sure every military officer hates them too so finally i would say that it's very important that the uh, pakistanis know the real uh, thinking behind uh, jihad and the shaheed drama because the we have come to a point where if anybody is killed on a road he is called shaheed anybody who falls from the roof is called shaheed i mean it really totally absurd idea and by calling them shaheed they absolve themselves all res- all responsibility when somebody died in a wall collapse no one asked for better building codes or go after the builder if somebody dies in poisoning no one talks about quality in the food chain if someone dies uh, in uh, in liquor or any other drug death no one talks about uh, creating an atmosphere where the people can drink safely and wisely and can have some fun in their life right now the life of the poor or even middle class is in abject desperation and which is this is not a country we can call democratic or a nation state pakistan has failed to create a nation state right from the beginning the nation is only created from grounds up so the first reason or first way to create a nation state is to educate your people by hook or by crook in civilized societies the person born is the responsibility of the government and in muslim country the person born is a property of mullah and is under allah and allah takes no responsibility if anything happen people call it oh it is a test from allah if somebody's son or die in disease like we have millions dying before the fifth anniversary they think they say oh it is the test from allah for how long a nation of 222 million created by a very wise man can be fooled with this stupidity it's time to think about it god bless